the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Last week we talked about Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, which Paul kind of does a quick word to them to let them know that he's summing up his letter. And in that letter, he has described for us all that we have in Christ, all that he's given us by the life of Christ, all the victory, all of the, the gifts that he's given us in Jesus. And then he talks about, as he progresses, that out of that, out of that life, out of that provision, out of the abundance of Christ, I want to show you what it is to be a father, what it is to be a mother, what it is to be a Christian on every level. But it takes Christ to be those things. The world duplicates it and imitates it. They think they know what fatherhood is, but they really don't. The world thinks it knows what motherhood is, but it really doesn't. The world thinks it knows what a family consists of, but look at the distortion we have out there. And look, it grows. The distortion grows. And the reason it grows is because it it has no foundation in truth. It started with a lie, and it perpetuates a lie, and it only has the form of truth. It is not truth in itself, and that's the work of the deceiver. That's the work of the enemy, and that's the work of man. Paul concludes, he says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which His boundless might provides. Understanding we have no other source for strength but Him as Christians. The world has a form of strength that can only be recognized in this life and in a temporal way. But it's not strength at all. It's actually weakness. Paul is saying, in light of who you are in Christ and all that has been given you through his life in you, be strong. It doesn't say get strong. It doesn't say gather strength. It says be. And here's the thing, we come to the conclusion of Ephesians and we understand that through the last two chapters, Paul has just been saying be, walk, do. And you know, the problem with religion, it, it, religion teaches us that we need to get 
We need to gather. We need to gain. We need to grow. We need to, we need to gather unto ourselves. So we're constantly reaching outside of ourselves to bring Christianity in and somehow dress ourselves in Christianity. And we look at our flesh and we say, I'm so inadequate. I don't see how God could love me and I cannot duplicate this life that people call Christianity. I can't do all of the things that people say Christians should do. I don't have it. And Paul says, do it. He doesn't say, go get it. Why? Well, you're operating out of two different systems. The enemy loves the Christian to believe that he has to get to do. That he has to grow to be. That he has to to gain, to, to, to do, to work. He wants them to go there because we're constantly trying to get something out of the world and out of the surroundings around us. We want Christ and God to relate to us from the exterior rather than from the truth of where he really resides within us. And if I have Christ as my life, if I am complete in Christ, then what do I need to gather from this world? What do I need to gain from the things around me? And how do I actually live this Christian life that He's called me to? Where is the source of these things? It must be in Him. Therefore, Paul says, do. Walk. You say, well, I don't, I don't feel like I have it. Is it in the feelings? We live this life by faith. We appropriate the truth of God's Word and we say, I am because God says I am. I do because God says His life within me can do. And I will be because God says it is in me to be. We have strength because He is our strength. Not get strong, but be strong in the Lord. Colossians 2.6 As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves. How do we do that? In union with and conformity to Him. How do we do it? Where is it coming from? It comes out of our union with Him. It doesn't come out of your ability to do. It comes out of your union with Him. In conformity to what? In conformity to the Baptist? In conformity to your favorite teacher or preacher? In conformity to something exterior? No. In conformity to the life that is within you. In conformity to Him. Where are we strong? In our union with Christ. Who is our strength? Jesus. Appropriate the truth by faith and be strong. Own the truth of His strength in you. And I love the way the Amplified defined it. Be empowered or draw your strength from your union with Him. If you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, you are to draw your strength from that union. There is no other resource for you. Now, be strong is a commandment. And it's interesting that he transitions from this commandment to the next commandment. He says, first, recognize that your strength is in Him. Recognize that you draw all source of life and power from Him. Recognize that there is no hope apart from Him. If you're hoping in anything outside of Christ, you will lose hope. It will disappoint you. It won't give you life. In fact, it will separate you in your mind, will, and emotions from the life that God intended you to have. He says, be strong, walk in and live out of the strength of God. Now that you've gotten there, now that you recognize that the strength is Christ's life within you, he moves and he goes forward. Let me read this verse to you. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. 
He says, however we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth. That describes us, this body. That the grandeur, the exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God. To be from God. Are you looking at Father and saying, I don't have it? I don't have the strength. I don't have the the wherewithal to do it. I don't have the life. I don't have what it takes. Where is it to be from? From God and not from ourselves. Now that we have appropriated the strength of His life, what do we do next? What is the next command? We'll look at Ephesians 6.11. This is a command. Put on God's armor. The armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies. That you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Put on the full armor of God. Now I want you to note something. We can get really caught up in the whole issue of spiritual warfare here. And we're going to visit it. But I want you to understand and I want it to be clear in your mind. That Satan and God are not equal in any way. That Satan is a created being and he is defeated. And the only reason he is on the earth right now is he is a squatter by permission. God is allowing his presence here for a purpose. And that purpose is to drive you into the truth. It is to drive you into the truth and it works in the culmination of God's plan for the wicked. It demonstrates what life is apart from God. And Satan takes life apart from God and he stands it up on a pedestal and he says, Oh, doesn't this look like life? Well, have you seen Hollywood? Does that look like life? Have you seen the way the lost live? Does that really look like life? And God says, no, life is not in this world. It is in me. But Satan is going to tempt you and pull you. Now, here's the truth of his work. Satan cannot defeat the life that is in you if you're a Christian. Satan cannot take your life from you if you're a Christian. The only thing that Satan can do is deceive you into thinking that you don't have life or that life is in something other than Christ. Thereby making you, allowing you to live in self-imposed captivity. If you are deceived, if you are put aside, it is because you have chosen something other than God as your source. And that's Satan's work. Satan's work is to pull you in to the idea that life can be had apart from Christ. That life is when I get the job. That life is when I get rich. That life is when I get married. That life is when everything goes right. Life is when I finish school. Life is when I have the car I want. Life is when I look like I want to look. Life is when I have something other than Jesus. And Jesus says, you have all that you need for I am life. I have come that you you might have life, not that you might someday get life, but that you might have life now and have it to abundance. And abundance isn't having the car you want. Abundance isn't having the house you want. Abundance isn't having the relationship you want. Abundance is nothing more than Christ himself. And I don't mean to minimize that. That is the reward. That is the truth of what we were made for. That is what we were made to experience and that is His life. And this world is to prove to you that there is no other life but His. How's it going for you? How's it working? 
everything, every institution in this earth, everything that we experience upon this earth brings us to the one conclusion that there's no other resource for life but Jesus. And we don't say that despairingly. We rejoice in it because forever He is faithful. The world is never forever faithful. Forever He is love. Forever He is because He is. Now listen, I'm going to kind of change your perspective concerning the armor of God. I've heard this sermon preached so many times. I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard the armor of God preached. And I'm not going to be critical of my brothers in preaching, but I will tell you there's a lot of distortion. And here's the issue. When we think of armor, we immediately come to the conclusion that armor is defensive. And it is in nature. That's what it's about. But do you know that in the days of battle, in the days of armor, that you never had any trouble distinguishing between the soldier and the king? Why is that? The armor. And when the soldiers had victory, when the army had victory, the king came forth and declared his triumph over whoever or whatever he had triumphed over. What do you think he stood in? The armor. I want you to see the armor not as something, and it's been preached this way, and many of us allow the enemy to convince us that the armor is protecting poor, weak, insipid little me, this victim that's hiding underneath all of this armor. God, please cover me in your armor, because the enemy will just absolutely beat me to death if you don't. Baloney. The armor of God is not about you being protected from the standpoint that you are just going to be totally be obliterated if you don't gather all of these little individual pieces and cover yourself up. That's not the truth of it. Satan is defeated. His only way of drawing you into defeat is by deceiving you. By convincing you that he is more powerful than God is. I want you to see the armor as the apparel of victory, not the place you hide. And I want you also to see that the armor can only be worn by the power of the life of God within you. It's his armor. It's his life that bears it. Look at as we go further into the book of Ephesians, we're going to take each piece of the armor, we're going to talk about it. But in every piece of the armor, what you see is the character of Christ, the expression of Christ, the truth of Christ. It's his armor. Listen, we need to know that the enemy's defeated. And he says, put on, which implies choice. We are the victors in Christ, but we must choose how we walk and what we'll walk in. Faith dresses us. Faith dresses us, child of God. And here's what I want you to understand about the armor. We are not covering up who we are. We are to display who we are. In the armor, we are determining to walk in who we are. We are manifesting the truth. We are by faith displaying the strength and the character of God. We are boldly declaring the victory of Christ over sin, Satan, and the world. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God is victorious. We're not wearing the armor so we can be victorious. We're wearing the armor because we are victorious. Whoever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. 
We're not protecting ourselves. We're recognizing the truth of God's protection. We're not covering up weakness. We're displaying strength. This armor is not for the body. We're not talking about physical warfare. This armor is for the soul. And it must be worn and appropriated from within. We're talking about the filling of the Holy Spirit to clothe the mind, the soul, the mind, will, and emotions in Christ. Romans 13:14 says, But clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and make no provision for indulging the flesh. Put a stop to thinking about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its desires and its lusts. Many look at the armor as putting it on to cover up. But the armor has no life by itself. It must be animated and empowered by the life within it. Who is your life? Jesus. And whose armor is it? It's God's. So who animates that armor? Who brings life to it? Who makes it function? What is its purpose? God doesn't need armor. Do you think God needs armor? But in each one of the expressions of the armor of God, you have the expression of the very life and personality and character of Christ. His strength, His power, His life. And when God says, put on the armor, He's saying, clothe yourself in Christ because Christ has already defeated the enemy. And when you clothe yourself in Christ Jesus, what you're doing is you're expressing the truth of your life by faith. I am who I am because Christ is life within me. I am not defeated because He is not defeated. I am loved. I am accepted. I will stand in the truth. That's putting on the armor of God. I have the salvation through His life. Every situation, every circumstance I walk into will display the salvation of the Lord as He works Romans 8.28 and takes all of the things that the world would throw at me to display the wickedness and the evil of this world and He turns it in and He makes it good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. That is the truth of our life. It's the maxim of our existence. Everything that comes into our life has purpose and we're not hiding behind armor we're standing in the victor's apparel of truth we're displaying the power of God we're speaking words not of apology not of victimization but of victory and power remember that the enemy's objection objective is deception to get you to live your life as though you do not have Christ as your life, to live and define your life by this world and by the flesh. Life is here and now and what I can gather. He wants you to believe that strength is defined by your ability to live life well and to navigate this world apart from Christ. Paul says, wear the truth. That's what he's saying and put on the armor of God. Wear the truth. Let your outside match your inside. And in declaring the truth, you defeat the enemy who's already defeated. You're just declaring the truth of his defeat. Let the power of God be the explanation of how you live your life. Jesus told his disciples in Luke 24 verse 49 that the clothing of his people would be power. Luke 24:49 And behold I will send forth upon you what my father has promised but remain in the city Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high 
Jesus is saying, wait until you have the ability to wear and display the power and life that I'm going to put within you. Don't go anywhere until you've been dressed. Until you're wearing the truth. The armor of God is the exercise of the power of God. To wear it is to walk in the fullness of the Spirit, expressing and displaying your union with Christ. Romans 8, 9 says, But you are not living the life of flesh. You are living the life of the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit of God really dwells within you, directs you, and controls you. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his, he does not belong to Christ, and is not truly a child of God. Listen, if we don't operate out of the right paradigm, if we don't operate out of the right source, if we don't appropriate the truth that as Christians we have only one source of life, then we'll be constantly trying to milk life out of two different systems. We'll be saying, Christ, protect me. Christ, hold me. Christ, keep me. And let me have life out of this job. And let me have life out of my spouse. And let me have life out of this situation or this circumstances. Christ, keep me. Christ, protect me. Do you see you're trying to get God to come in so that He can empower you and your circumstance to experience life apart from Him? Do you think God's going to have any of that? Do you really think that will work? Well, I did. I spent a lot of time on my knees trying to invite Christ into my situation. Trying to invite Christ to come in and take care of the circumstances, get things settled down so I can live in it. Listen, we have one system that we stand in. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The truth is that we're not operating out of the world's paradigm and our reward is not what the world can give. And listen, your reward is not peace on earth. Your reward is Jesus. That's where it's at. And you know what? It takes a lifetime of figuring out that nothing else fills you. That nothing else suits you. That nothing else will give you peace. That nothing else will, will give you a sense of belonging. You've got to go out there and taste everything till you realize that He is good. So many of us do that. And I'm the poster child for it. My heart is this. My desire is this. That you know Christ that you fall deeply and madly in love with Him, that you understand and embrace all that He is so that you can walk in the truth, walk in the reality that is so much higher and so much greater and so much better than this world so that nothing will ever steal life from you, that you won't live in the deception that you're a victim, that you're just waiting for the right circumstance to live in, that you can have life now. Not when we all get to heaven or we cross Jordan's stormy banks. I like the hymn, but we don't need to be casting a wishful eye. We need to be putting our focus upon Jesus. We are to dress ourselves in the armor of light. Romans 13.12 says, The night is far gone and the day is almost here. Let us then drop, fling away the works and deeds of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Light is revelation. The expression of all that you've realized within yourself about Christ and His life being expressed through you is the illumination of truth. It's you walking about in a dark world being revelation and light to the brothers and sisters in Christ around you and a hope of salvation to the people around you who see the contrast that the Holy Spirit awakens in them the need for God and brings them into truth. 
That's the armor of light. Show yourselves as children of the light. You know, as the world grows darker, we are to be an ever brighter display of truth. A display of the supremacy and victory of Christ Himself. We are in Christ. Colossians 3.3 For as far as this world is concerned, you have died and your new real life, your reality, is hidden with Christ in God. You have no other reality. Anything else is a deception. The truth of the armor is that it was made for Him. Each piece is a manifestation of His character. And we are to clothe ourselves in Christ. Galatians 3.27 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union and communion with Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, have put on, clothe yourselves with Christ. I didn't make that up. That is the apparel that you wear. The whole armor of God is what we are wearing when we're completely yielded to His life. When we will not yield our lives to the truth of our union with Him, we do not become vulnerable to attack. We've already surrendered to attack and have denied ourselves the joy of walking in victory. When we believe that we have some resource for life apart from Christ or we put our hope and trust in something or someone other than Him, we've already been wounded and we're already suffering loss whether we realize it or not. You see, putting on the armor of God so that you do not get wounded is not really the whole truth. Because the only way you're going to get wounded and defeated is if you don't put the armor on. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life, moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529-529. San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.